It had been a few days since Jesus had been executed in Jerusalem. The tomb had been found empty, but his followers didn't know what to make of it. A group of them was hiding in Jerusalem, trying to understand what happened. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. It was two years ago. It was two years ago and on Easter, I was in this room alone. Our worship service, it was, it was awful. Our worship service was on YouTube. It crashed, and there was nothing I could do to fix it. And it was Easter, and I, this, this place that we were in here it was so quiet. The one named Cleopas replied, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who was unaware of the things that have taken place there over the last few days? He said to them, What things? They said to him, the things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. Two years ago, everything seemed broken. I came in and I, I, I lit the candles, but there were no Easter lilies. And I sat in this room alone on Easter morning. And I wondered if we would ever come together for another Easter morning in this place. But there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. God wasn't done. By the Holy Spirit's power, we gather today to celebrate that raising over half a million dollars to continue this church's mission to be a blessing to, and to continue this community's work, to work for justice and for charity and to share the light of hope. We have witnessed a sign of resurrection hope and we're celebrating with pancakes. How good can that be? And yet... If I'm going to be honest with you, I'm still trying to process it all. Trauma does stuff to us. Whether it's a job loss, the death of one that you love, facing your mortality from injury or illness, trauma messes with you. You don't just walk it off even if you think you can. In the past two years, 
I have counseled somebody who was considering taking their life at least two or three times a month. And so I'm just going to say it. All of us have experienced some kind of trauma, either personally or vicariously, these past two years. Cleopas and his friend, they had just experienced the trauma of the death of the one that they thought would save the nation. They believed that their hope for a better future with Jesus died on that cross. They had, they'd heard the story about the, the angels and the empty tomb. But what do you do with that? They were headed back to their hometown, Emmaus. And they were trying to figure out what comes next. You're living precariously on that edge between hope and despair. I think all of us are trying to figure out what comes next. Even after witnessing God's power of hope and resurrection, you just don't go back to the way things were before. It doesn't work like that. It takes time. You, the people in your life, you've experienced traumatic stress over these last two years. And even as the statistics um, drop and the COVID, number of COVID infections has gone down, the effects of post-traumatic stress continue. And I see it all around me. I, I see it in me. The American Counseling Association identifies the signs and symptoms of post-traumatic st stress, of which the two years of pandemic certainly count. Here, here are the, the signs. Diminished joy toward activities and people you once enjoyed. Feeling trapped by your, by your work. Over or under eating. Diminished feelings of satisfaction and personal accomplishment. And how about this one? Has anybody been driving lately? Moments of intense anger and or irritation. I've never heard so many beeps all the time. <laughs> Difficulty sleeping or getting to sleep and feeling hopeless about the future. Do any of these sound familiar? Are you seeing this in people that you know? Alcohol and opioid use have substantially increased during the pandemic. Now, I want to be really clear that post-traumatic stress is different than post-traumatic stress disorder. They're, they're different things. Post-traumatic stress disorder is when the signs and the symptoms of post-traumatic stress go on longer than three months and become severe enough that they're leading you to self-destructive behavior. But for most people, what we are experiencing right now, it's going to improve but it's going to take time. Think about this. On that first Easter morning, and in the days following, people witnessed and experienced the power of God's resurrection. They saw the signs of new life. But after the trauma of everything that happened, 
It was literally months before they were ready to move forward as church. Right now, particularly in the fields of education and medicine, they are anticipating that a number of people will just leave, just drop out after, these last, after surviving these last two years. And almost every workplace is experiencing people who just don't show up for work or aren't performing as well as they used to. This is everywhere. The effects of post-traumatic stress don't just end the day that you get your vaccine. We learned that. Church communities don't get back and start doing everything that we used to do with Sunday school and all our ministries, and we're learning that too. And it doesn't just end, the stress doesn't just end the day you go back to your workplace after not being there for two years. And there's a lot of us who are learning that right now too. Families. How many families are having to readjust after not gathering for two years? Trying to remember what that's like. It all takes time. It takes patience. And here's what I want to offer you, some ancient wisdom for this moment that we are in right now. We are together. The signs of hope are here. But in the days and the, the weeks and the months following Jesus' death and, and resurrection, his followers did something. They kept it simple. They reconnected with God and with one another. They chose to do simple things. They didn't try to do everything. They just came together to do things like sharing a meal. Simple. Intentionally claiming time to just be with one another. Get reacquainted. Not shying away from situations and people that might remind them of Jesus and the trauma that they had experienced. They chose to focus on their spiritual health. We know from the scriptures that they devoted themselves in that time to prayer. And, and when I hear that, I think that they, I'd say that involves a whole variety of spiritual and physical and mental health practices. And so on this Easter Sunday, on this Easter Sunday after three years of not being here, we are celebrating the spirit of resurrection. The spirit of resurrection that is our legacy in Jesus Christ. The spirit of resurrection that we've witnessed in a successful capital campaign. The spirit of resurrection that will renew and breathe new life into our work, our families, and our communities. If we allow it. If we give the spirit her time, the compassion, and the patience to heal. In two weeks, we're going to be starting a new sermon series on forgiveness. So much in our world and so much in our families have been strained and divided over these past two years. Right now, the time is ripe, ripe to focus on the process of forgiving. 
I hope that you find this series helpful. Also that you may notice that rather than focusing on all the programs and projects and ministries of this church community, we're going to do what our spiritual ancestors did after that first Easter. And we're going to keep it simple. We're just going to find time to reconnect, to get together to play, to pray. The same spirit of resurrection that was in those disciples who were confused and trying to put things together after their trauma, that same healing spirit is with us today. And after all that we've been through, now perhaps it's just a time to just be. And maybe that starts with breaking some pancakes together. It's a good start. That, it works for me. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, today we thank you for your power to heal from our trauma. You are our legacy in Christ Jesus. You are our hope for the future. Yet we can only experience you in this moment. Allow us, encourage us to take time to heal. Bless your church to share your message with all who so need it today. Amen.